This is part three now of Colossians 2, 6-10. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in faith just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental principles of the world, and not, not according to Christ. Because in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. So, Father, as we try to understand again what it is that this philosophy is not according to Christ, and what it is that the whole fullness of deity dwells in him bodily, and that we are filled in him, O oh, grant us to see, eyes to see, and hearts to embrace the glories of what is true about us in Christ because of this text. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, don't be taken captive by philosophy, which is not according to Christ. He says it's empty deceit. He says it's mere human tradition. He says it's all according to elemental principles. But here he says, not according to Christ. And I just want to jump over to a passage in 1 Corinthians where this idea of wisdom, love of wisdom, is tackled again. Probably the place where wisdom is spoken of most, uh, in, a, in a most concerted way in all of Paul's writings. So let's look at what he says about wisdom and Christ in 1 Corinthians 1. Where is the one who is wise? Where's the scribe? Where's the debater of this age? That's the issue. Is there wisdom from heaven? Is there wisdom from this age? One is empty, one is full. Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world of this age? We preach Christ, Christ crucified, the power of God and the wisdom of God. So there's the contrast. We preach Christ, the wisdom of God. So clearly it is good to love wisdom. And if philosophy, fellow, love, wisdom, Sophia, wisdom means love of wisdom, then this is the philosophy. Christ is our philosophy. And since he's full of wisdom and knowledge, everything he says constitutes our philosophy. It's not wrong to have a philosophy if Christ is the wisdom of God and not the wisdom of the world. That is, you're not driven by the wisdom of the world. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus who became to us wisdom. So I included, I, I jumped down here from this verse down to verse 30 just to say here it is again. Christ is the wisdom of God. Christ became to us wisdom from God. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom. Remember in Colossians, he says, don't be deluded by plausible words. Not 
plausible words of wisdom, yet among the mature we do impart wisdom. So you can see what I'm doing here. I'm pointing out that for Paul, the word wisdom and the love of it is not in itself bad. Christ is our wisdom. He has become to us wisdom. We do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age, not a wisdom of this world, but we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. And that should remind us of the mystery that we saw in Colossians 1, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, hidden for ages in God, but now revealed so that Gentiles could know Christ in them is the hope of glory. The hidden wisdom of God, the mystery of God, decreed before the ages for our glory, now revealed, namely, Christ our wisdom. Christ our wisdom. We do impart a wisdom. Okay, back here. So when he says, don't be taken captive by philosophy, empty deceit, human tradition, elemental principles. He means the kind of philosophy that is not according to Christ. It is of this age. It is not revealed by the inspiration of the apostles, which we are reading right now. So don't be taken in by that kind of not according to Christ philosophy because when you have Christ in him, you have the whole fullness of deity speaking wisdom and knowledge. So when he talks about the fullness of deity, he means Christ is very God of very God, just like the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. But the focus here is on philosophy and Christ in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So all the treasures, all the riches of wisdom and knowledge, because in him deity dwells. So He's underlining and uh, exploding with a, a much higher uh, point, namely, you don't just have wisdom, you don't just have knowledge, you have divine wisdom, divine knowledge. Indeed, it is backed by the very presence of God, deity in Christ. So don't give in to anything that is not according to Christ. And that deity dwells in him bodily. Why underline bodily? And here's where some of those who reconstruct the false teaching behind the, uh, what Paul is saying here, it's that he's trying to correct, point out that there was a, a certain hostility to the body, so it seems. You can read that in. These verses. A few verses later. If with Christ you died to the elemental 
principles of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, referring to things that all perish as they're used according to the human precepts and teachings? These have an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body. Okay. So it looks as though these false teachers think that the body is a problem, and the way you can really rise to true wisdom is by being hard on the body, as though the body should be canceled out and maybe completely canceled out, and one day we'll be free from the body entirely, which now, going back to our text, causes us to do a double take here. Oh. You mean, Paul, that the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily in Jesus now? Yes, now. Now. Not just when he walked on the earth. I remember getting a, a letter from a, a prominent Christian teacher one time who, who told me that he thought Christ laid down his body, and now he has no body. That's just dead wrong. Look at this. Here's Philippians 3.20. Our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior. We're waiting for Jesus to return. What will happen? The Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body when he comes, to be like his glorious body. Jesus has a body right now by the power that enables him to subject all things to himself. So he's asserting that the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily in him now, which if this false teaching held the view that the body is intrinsically inferior and defective and evil and should be gotten rid of as soon as we can, flies right in the face of this. So. We will look uh, next time at why the head of all rule and authority comes in here and how we are filled in him. But for now, let's underline again, the philosophy we live by should be Christ, according to Christ, because in him, you not only have the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, but you have the fullness of deity warranting with absolute authority those treasures of wisdom and knowledge, and he does it within a body, thus sanctifying the body and saying, don't fall for any false teaching that says asceticism is the key to wisdom.